thing that matters are the decisions you make and the mindset you have. Gratitude, hard work, patience, these are the keys. My name is Brandon Akira, and this is The Think Tank. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Think Tank, episode four. It's like a season. We're now, getting there. You know, we're getting but it, there. But it's you know, no cliffhangers like Lost or anything no, like that. No, I wish, no, no, no. you know, I wish we had that, but, no. you know, we got something a little bit different. So that's uh, not, our, that's not, I mean, it can be in our intelligence wheelhouse, but it's, yeah. it's just not our focus. Maybe the next project. No, our focus is, is them. Yeah is, yeah. is you guys. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and thanks for joining us. For this episode, we're going to do something a little bit also in our wheelhouse and talk about authenticity. As we talked about in our last podcast, mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, your presence online, digital resume, representing yourself as a professional, thinking about who you are, who you're not, being self-aware, that sort of thing. And it it really, really drives in the importance of being the same person wherever you are 100% of the time. It seems like nowadays with pop culture, it's very, very convenient for people to represent a version of themselves that people want to see. Right. And one of the reasons why we even did this in the first place is because we wanted to just say, there's another way to look at it. You can still accomplish all the things you want, but be someone that doesn't compromise how you were raised or what you believe in. And I think some of the the really, really successful and some of the popular actors and, and musicians and you know some of the people that are coming out are actually saying, look, I'm happy to be here. I had a rough upbringing. This is who I am. And I'm back, you know, harder than ever before. And I'm not afraid to share with people who I am on a daily basis. And I think that's where social media kind of bringing us all together Mm -hmm. really just makes a very healthy format for us to be able to relate to one another on that level and say that, you know, hey, I don't have to flash money around and, you know, do all this other stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There isn't anything wrong with that. No. And I, I actually, I have feelings about that as well, being that Social media can have the opposite effect in that it can show, you can feel like you have to flash money around. You can feel like you have to show this other sort of personality that may or may not represent you. But what we're more interested in, and especially for our listeners, is showing that there's a commonality between all of us, that we all are chasing similar dreams and similar goals. We're just going about it in different ways and it's staying grounded within that and not feeling like you have to be somebody else to achieve those things. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like a healthy state of mind thing, right? Because we didn't create this podcast to say being whatever you wanna be is not, if you're not doing it this way, then you're not doing it the right way. But it's a matter of, and that's where I think authenticity just as that, you know, the work ethic, the authenticity and why it's so important and why it helps you and why it can be a a catalyst for you winning because, you know, being who you are, you're the best version of yourself is where you're in your most natural state. It's where the best ideas come from and where that true genuine motivation comes. You know, I'm not always motivated to be something I'm not when I have to mechanically develop this person every single day. Once you start to realize that who you are is good enough and that people will accept you, the kind of people that you want to have in your life, the kind of people that you want to engage are going to accept you for who you are. Being authentic actually isn't such a bad way to go about it. No, and and I think it's easier to be accepted that way. I think a lot of people, especially in this day and age, especially with social media, they can see through it. Yeah. And it's really easy to make a judgment on somebody. I think that you strip away judgment when you're grounded in who you are, where you come from, and you accept who you are. Yeah. 
I think a lot of the times, especially with millennials and whatnot, because there's so many influencers and there's so much different content media platforms in which is telling you one way or the other, if you're getting lost in that and you're getting sucked into it, you're losing what the world wants to see, yeah. which is authenticity. And the world wants to work with that. And I, you know, Ryan, and we talk about this too. I mean, us sharing similar passions about the importance of, of being professional. It's kind of like acceptance, right? Because we all on some level want to be accepted. But I think the bigger takeaway from that is who are people accepting? What version of ourselves are we presenting? Is that a sustainable, as we evolve, you know, who we are at our core is never going to change. So why, you know, and, and society, and I've mentioned this before, I mentioned in the keynote for the company why I'm meeting that society wants to tell us everything that's wrong with us. I'm kind of over that. I'm kind of over the commercials after commercial after commercial after commercial saying, you need this in order to be that. You need this pair of shoes. You need this makeup. You need, if you don't get, 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 you'll never get. I think that that is a, uh, a retooling of the minds, and it's kind of like even with the millennial, I want to say the kids of the day, but the people who are most connected through social media to pay attention and to listen to that stuff, but not to be misguided by it. And, you know, that just brings me in. I met one of the most amazing people um, and had some of the greatest conversations I've had in a while. We actually did uh, some HDTV work together uh, late last year. And his name is Kevin Tam Perkins, All and right, he's right. here with us today. Um, this guy's a professional athlete. He's an actor. He's motivated. He's like-minded. And we actually had coffee a couple of weeks ago and sat down, and it really wasn't until we started to talk about being genuine with yourself that it really just, a light bulb went off, and I was like, this is somebody that we need to talk to. This mm -hmm. is somebody that is kind of like us but gets it, but also, you know, is on his own path. And I think it's always healthy to have people that are on their own path, but also have share that similar mindset that can convey that on a level of consistency and give people someone to look up to. So we've got Kevin with us here today. Come on in, Kevin. Hey, Kev. Come on. Boom. Come on and say hi. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, thanks for having me. Yeah. Brandon, Ryan, appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's Thank, good thanks for here. being in. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are and your story, where you're from, what brought you to Atlanta, what you're into, and we'll, we'll just take it from there. Well, I was originally born in the Philippines, and then I moved to Athens, Georgia. So I'm, I'm a Georgia boy, and uh, I played tennis pretty much all my life, played sports all my life, went to college on scholarship for tennis. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm still doing tennis today, so. Cool. Yeah. Oh. And what about uh, acting? I know that you you got into that. Talk to us a little bit about you being into pro tennis and, you know, segueing into acting. When did that happen? You know, what is your your mindset, your, your aspirations as far as that goes? Yeah, so actually I graduated with a degree in health. Oh, cool. Um, wildly different. <laughs> yeah. Wildly different <laughs> yeah. from uh, acting for sure. I did the corporate route for about six to eight months, and then I realized as a promise that I made to myself in undergrad that I would never exchange my happiness or my, my well-being for a check. You know, I was in the position that I could do that because I knew I could fall back on tennis. Now, if I didn't have that, you know, then that would have been a little different. I would have had to figure something out yeah. for me, you know, to stay afloat. Yeah. But I knew, you know, okay, I can go back to tennis, whether, you know, it's playing some tournaments, try to make money that way, or do some coaching mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, you um, also mentioned that, that coaching, you know, yeah, young kids is something you're that. passionate about. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. It was in that time, one of my friends, his buddy, was an executive producer for BT, And he was like, hey, man, like, you know, I need, you know, just an extra body, you know, someone like you to come down, be on set, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And, you know, I had 
no idea <laughs> what that would be like, but I yeah. just always thought like, man, you know, everybody wants to be on, you know, a movie set or a TV set or something. Yeah. You know, so I was like, all right, cool. Let's check that off the bucket list. Boom. You know, come <laughs> down to Atlanta because I was living in Chattanooga at the time. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, long story short on that, it kind of just spiraled into what it is now, you know, ended up getting repped. It was pretty much like a acting for dummies, you know, kind of thing. Because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know, yeah. what I was getting into. Yeah. But, you know, after I've, I feel like enough people, you know, kind of pushed me, you know, towards it. And, you know, I was like, all right, you know, looked up how, where to start. You know, like I said, like I was looking up these agencies that people, you know, recommended to me just to make sure that they're, you know, reputable. Yeah. You know, because right. same way in in sports, right? I'm with a, a tennis management company, you mm-hmm. know, that manages me and stuff. And, you know, I had to do my homework on them to make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page. So Because they represent you just as much as you represent exactly, them. Exactly. Right. So I imagine that that's what finding an agency in acting would be like as well. You know, yeah. I got to find something where, you know, we see eye to eye. Are they in it? you know, for the right reasons. Why do they want me? You know, what are they looking for? Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. Am I going to be a good fit in their pool? You know, or am I yeah. just going to be a number in their pool? And so you found, you found a good agency. And so how long have you, like, would you consider yourself, this is when I started acting. This is how long I've been doing it. Uh, I'd say a little over a year and a half. So coming up on two years. And even then, you know, I still feel so new to it all, you know, anytime I'm on set with people, I try to learn and listen more than anything. I mean, you can ask any of my close friends. I don't talk too much, you know, and I I just kind of listen, sit back and listen, but that doesn't mean, you know, I don't have anything important to say or anything like oh, that. Oh, absolutely yeah, not, absolutely. but I'll let you know, like, I've had a, a small amount of success in working in both television and film, and still after 10 years of doing it, I still do exactly what you're doing. So I don't think that that's the wrong mindset because it's paid out for me. I've made connections with people purely because it's like I'll just listen to them and I'll distill what they're telling me and then apply it to myself if I can use it. And if I don't use it, if it doesn't apply to me, I don't use it. I've noticed it helps me out in, just on an incredible level because it makes me feel not only myself, but also who I'm working with feel like, okay, Cool, we're all collaborating together. Like no one's above one person or the other. It doesn't matter if it's your first day on set or if it's like your 50th year on set. <laughs> we're all still doing the same thing, trying to make something together. So I love hearing that from somebody who's just kind of started out with it, being like, yeah, cool, I'll just listen and take from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I have some things to say. Yeah. So that's incredibly commendable, Kev. And, I I, and I'll that. say just to throw out, you know, the whole theme of this entire podcast is that what I'm seeing now is some of the most, I'll t- maybe take Will Smith, right? He's doing a lot of stuff on social media and it's very inspiring to see somebody with so much experience and with so many accomplishments really kind of giving back philanthropically in his content somehow. I feel that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back into authenticity and, and saying that you have the platform, you have the ability to say something. And it's the same thing with sports. I mean, that's where the term of being a good sport comes from. And I guess with authenticity comes the work ethic, right? Because you want to stay consistent and you want to, I guess, convey to people that you are who you are day in and day out. I think that's a powerful part of being able to engage your fans in sports or as an actor. But talk to us about the kind of discipline that it it really demands in your life and maybe what practices within your routine, um, a day in the life of, you know, how do you stay focused and progressive throughout it? Yeah. So you mentioned the word, you know, work ethic. And for me, that's honestly, that's always been my MO. And in athletics, I was never always the most naturally talented, you know, or gifted kid. I wouldn't say I was a scrub either, you know, but I just wasn't the most talented guy always. But my mindset was always, you know what, like, all right, that's good. You know, you're more talented than me, but I know what I can control. 
and that's my work ethic, and no one is going to outwork me. Like, I just have a dog mentality when it comes to that. I'll spend countless, you know, hours in the gym doing one more rep or one more lap, one more mile, whatever it is I need to do to feel like at the end of the day, I got 1% better. That's been my mentality since I was at least a freshman in high school. I want to go a little bit further into that. I mean, like you're talking about going that one mile, doing that extra rep and whatnot. You know, that sounds like a, a healthy, positive habit that you've created from a very early age. What other positive habits do you have within, within your work ethic? Do you feel like there's other things that kind of round that all out? Yeah, I think, you know, routine as well, establishing a healthy routine. Can you give us an example of like of your routine or just yeah. like a, a distilled idea of it? Yeah, so I'm pretty regimented. And I mean, I think a lot of that has definitely helped from sports. You know, any athlete will tell you, you know, even just a high school athlete, right? You, you know, your kind of schedule is, you know, you wake up, have breakfast. You know, if you have a morning practice, you go to that. What time do you wake up, like, when you're in your When zen? I'm in yeah, my you're zen? In your, your, your um, zone. I like to get my workouts in early in the morning. So 6.45, 7 o'clock, get it going. I was talking to my roommate about this, and, you know, we always feel that this sense of accomplishment so early in the morning that you've got so much done already, and you have— the whole entire day left. Right. You know, and it's like, man, if I want to work again, you know, work out again later, I can do it, but without having to feel like I haven't done anything at all today. It's four o'clock. Like, damn, I got to get a workout in. It's kind of like the Marine mentality. And I, I saw like this video where- um, Is that the 430 thing? I, well, I, I remember uh, he said something where, you know, I make my bed. First thing I do in the morning yeah, is I make my make bed. My bed every even day. if I have a horrible day, <laughs> I come home to a made bed. Exactly. I get that one thing right, and it's about the things you can control. That's awesome. I do make my bed every day. Got that from my grandma when I was younger. So <laughs> my father, my father was a military guy. Okay. He's the same way. He was in the navy. <laughs> he was just it was like I remember one of the first things he taught me was that <laughs> it's just like bed. make your bed every day. Yeah. That's the that's the start of a good day. Yeah. It's like oh, I got you. Cool. <laughs> Like, how many hours of exercise will you put in before training? And I guess I'm thinking not as much in the step-by-step, but over the course of four or six hours, like, where are you, you know, with your training and routine before the rest of the day starts, if you will? So it'll be, I'll get a good stretch in, you know, so that could take 20 to 30 minutes just stretching, right? And then, you know, get heavy base cardio in, you know, around 45 minutes. And then I'll step out on the court and, you know, get to work and whatever, you know, it is that day. Like I said, pretty regimented. So it'll kind of be a week plan, right? So, for example, for that day, it might just be like ground strokes, you know. So we'll go hard nonstop, you know, that I'm in full sweat, you know, I'm hurting already. Yeah. And, you know, it might be 830 at that point. Then at that point, it's like, okay, I got to get a little something to eat, refuel, and then do a little something light around noon and then afternoon, you know, maybe around three or four, kind of hit that same routine as the morning again. Yeah. Uh, I bet you sleep really well. And with the work ethic and the consistency, you talk about doing that for an entire week and you talk about repeating that, you're going to see some results. I mean, would you say your life has improved as a natural side effect of developing that strong work ethic? Yeah, I, I definitely say so. I remember there was a time, you know, where I wasn't the healthiest, and this was like at some point in high school. And again, you know, it, it was probably because I was playing multiple sports mm-hmm. as well. But I remember in high school, I think I was weighed like, I think 206. I, I'll never forget. It was 206. And I remember I said to myself right then and there, you know, I was like, all right, we're changing this. And, you know, just slowly started progress. You know, like I said earlier, just trying to get 1% better. So I remember that summer going into my sophomore year, I think, of high school. I was, you know, was out on the track running every day, you know, doing push-ups and sit-ups, you know, just to try to get 1% better and just improve my lifestyle. You feel better overall when you, when you, you know, you feel like you're in good health. 
it goes back to the things you can control, right? When you have that routine, that satisfying routine of the things that you can control, it's kind of like, well, I did that. I wonder what else I can do. Or I handled that. I can handle anything else that comes my way. That's an important part of being able to stay committed to that work ethic and be able to see the results that come from it. Let's talk a little bit about authenticity because there was one point in our conversation where I don't know. I don't know if it was a shimmer in your eye or I don't know if, I don't know what it was, but like when you, you brought up just the whole, what are you doing it for? What are you in it for? And in my mind, I kind of became inspired in that moment. And I guess because, you know, knowing you as an actor, knowing you as an athlete, but more importantly, knowing how seriously you take what you do. You're pretty popular on IG, man. You know, 50,000 followers, that's something. How did that happen? And I'm interested to know that too. How did that blow up that way? Was and, it tennis-fueled, actor-fueled, or just like, just Kev's just awesome? And, and I'm interested to know that, but also, like, how did it happen? But, you know, having that strong following and, you know, it's one of the hottest topics, but I, I feel like you really have a strong grasp on what's really important. So just walk us through that a little bit, and hopefully we can get some relatability for people listening. Yeah, that one is uh, is an interesting thing because it kind of just, you know, happened over time. You know, obviously being on both ends of two things that, you know, that you can gain a following for, you know, for yeah. athletics and, you know, for the entertainment aspect of things with acting. But it's funny because I was talking to one of my friends recently about this, and I, I told her, I was like, man, I remember when on, uh, <laughs> on Instagram— where I would be happy once I got like, I don't know if you guys remember, when you get like 11 likes and everyone's name yep. goes away. You know, <laughs> yep. when Instagram first came out. And I remember if I was on 10, I would like my own thing just so I could see 11, you know, <laughs> and everyone's name. And, you know, so that was, awesome. that was, you know, what, like three, four years ago. Maybe. Right. And now, you know, it's such this, this, this crazy thing. But it kind of just... Snowballed. Yeah. I, I don't really have a a clear-cut answer for that other than, you know, I don't, like, maximize on hashtags or anything like that. You know, I don't post at a certain time. And like I told Brandon earlier is, like, in our conversation that I never really cared for any of the numbers. Right. You know, like I said, like, if I post something, it's because I want to. It's not because, like, oh, let me see if, you know, how many likes I can get off of this post, me hanging off a mountain, yeah. you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's and those are all great. Important. Like, not to knock that post, you know, if people do that, but... But you can tell the difference between a post that is manufactured to be that and whereas what you're saying is that it's like I'm just living my life and I feel the need to share it. And as a side effect of you sharing it is that a lot of people connect with it. And that's probably to me – I mean you guys had this conversation but when I went through and looked at your stuff, it was just that – I was like, oh, you're grounded in who you are. You're not putting up any front. Authentic. You're not, exactly. You're, you're not trying to be something that you're not. You just live your life. And there's a lot of it that people can relate to or they want to relate to. And so it's either an inspiration or it's just a, like it's a grounded authenticity that's like, yeah, cool. I need to see what Kevin's up to today. <laughs> like, so that's, a, that's really cool. That's interesting that it just, it just happened that way. Yeah. Me. And I paid attention to your presence a little bit too. And I guess that's what I've come to, the, the pill I've swallowed in that being authentic and sharing good things with the world isn't necessarily self-boasting, if you're trying to spark 
a positive thought or a positive idea or a positive chemical reaction amongst people, if you will. And then I think the, the whole purpose factor behind sharing the fact that you are who you are and that you have these positive things in your life and could become an inspiration, whether you're trying to do that directly or indirectly, or it happens indirectly, that it's a good thing. And I think with so much happening in the world, a little good is never a bad thing. You know, and using these platforms in order to do it, I think that's awesome. And I also think it's awesome that you're not necessarily worried about, I want to say the wrong things, but the less important things. You know, it's not necessarily as important as, you know, maybe how many likes you get, but maybe how many lives you impact, you know, and you're doing that with coaching kids, you know? So what are some of the challenges you see with people that don't seem to appreciate being authentic in their nature and appreciate how they develop those personal and professional relationships? Do you have instances in your life where you've come across where it's clear that someone's not being authentic with you or not being real? Because especially you're talking about being managed by a tennis management company. Same thing as we can all relate to when it comes to being actors and having representation with agents and whatnot. Have you ever had moments within either one of those professional worlds or even personally too, where you feel like you can just kind of tell right away? Does authenticity play a part in that or does it manifest itself in some other way? And maybe the challenges you see happening out there. I mean, we're all paying attention. Yeah, so Ryan, to answer your aspect, I mean, I think I've always had a pretty good discernment on people on like, you know, who can give positive energy yeah. and who, you know, who's just kind of just, you know that you're probably not going to talk to them in a month, mm-hmm. you know, or so. You might meet someone at an event, right? You, we, like you an know, acquaintance. At, yeah, more an acquaintance. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I ran into that person at this event a few weeks ago, but you know you're not going to call them up and like, hey, man, you trying to, you know, get together, catch up or whatever. What for you makes the difference to where, where someone stays an acquaintance in your life and then, and maybe you do call them up in a month. Is there certain things that happen for you? I think it's just the energy that I feel off the initial meeting. Gotcha. You know, and it's kind of a a hard thing to describe, but, you know, you kind of just go with your gut intuition and be like, you know, I think this is a pretty cool, solid person, you know, you know, I'd like to get to know them better or, you know, you're like, uh, I don't know, they they seem kind of just too invasive maybe, you know, gotcha. yeah, like, absolutely. you know, a little pressing, like trying too much to be like, oh, tell me about, you know, your tennis or tell me about, you know, your acting. And it's like, man, like just Brandon, chill out a little invasive bit. invasive right now? I, I don't know. I'm starting, <laughs> to feel, I'm starting to feel like there's a little bit of spotlight happening here. You know, and so I'm let's, with, with that, like, let's talk about like validation a little bit, because I feel like the whole, how many likes that I get, you know, at some point, I guess with popularity on social media, the more popular they become, you know, the less it matters. I think because it's just kind of a natural occurrence of that state that you've made it to. But I know that a lot of people, they clutch on, they hold on to that validation. Being someone that has kind of reached one of those marks of influencership or popularity, I mean, what would you say to people who are driven by the likes and and the followers as a sense of validation, being someone that gets a lot of that and me talking to you knowing that that's not really why you wake up in the morning, you know? What advice would you have for someone that's living in that? Stop. <laughs> I mean, try to... Why, though? That's yeah, why? I think, why would you tell them to stop, in your words? I remember, Brandon, when we were at the coffee shop, I can't remember verbatim what the word was, what, you know, what the exact sentence was, but I was like, would you be the same person who you are without social media? Right. You know, would you still do the same things you would do without social media or yeah. if you didn't post this thing? That's you know, what the so, authenticity is. So why would you do blossomed. it? You know, like why would you do that mm-hmm. thing only if you knew that you were going to garner X amount of likes yeah. or X amount of followers, whatever it is. Like you can ask, you know, any of my close friends, you know, I keep a small circle, but 
what you see with me is what you get. Like what you see on my post, like, oh yeah, that's Kev. That's Kev all the way. You know, like he's not posting anything that's like, oh, I'm up in mansions and you know whatnot, whatever, right, living yeah. lavish like that. Like no, like I'm just a regular dude that is blessed to get to do two things that I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that you've sunk a lot of time and dedication into as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Don't short yourself of that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But yeah, so kind of going back, you know, to the, your initial question, Brandon, is, you know, what would I say to those people? Yeah. Would you, is that question, who would you be if you didn't have social media or if you didn't post? You know, would you still do those same things? Yeah. And I think that's kind of more definitely an internal question. And, you know, if you're out there listening, you know, just think about that. Let that kind of just you know, marinate a little bit with you. And I think that authenticity is kind of like the long haul where people will buy into who you are because people see right through it now, you know? We're just inundated. I mean, even like special effects movies where they do things that are amazing, we've been seeing it so much for so long. Oh, it's not as impressive. Do you remember remember Jurassic Park? (laughs) The first time you saw the, you know, the T-Rex, it was like, we had never seen it like that ever before. And now I think people are a little numb to it at this point. You know, another thing that we talked about that it was just great perspective for me was personal relationships. I'm sure we can all agree that success and fulfillment, it starts with the circle of people that you keep and the minds that you have, obviously. What are some of the things that you look for in developing any personal relationship? Because it takes a significant amount of focus to be consistent as an actor or as a, as a professional athlete. What do you look for in those professional relationships? Yeah, so some of the things I look for in those professional relationships are— or personal, yeah. Or yeah, just in general, right, yeah. is— Number one, the topic and theme of this whole conversation, mm-hmm. authenticity, right? Yeah. You know, are you are you who you say you are? You know, are you yeah. who you say you are when no one's watching? Are you who you say you are behind closed doors? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, are you, are you loyal? You know, are you a loyal person? Especially in the things that, you know, that we all do, right? The three of us. You know, loyalty is a big one. Are you going to, you know, vouch for me or when I'm not around? Yeah. Can you show up? Yeah, can you yeah. show up? You know, right. just things like that. And also for me, how are you going to better my life? You know, are you impacting, you know, are you pushing? Additive or, or negative? Yeah. Like are, deductive. Are, yeah, are, are you, you pushing me? me or taking away from me? Yeah. Like my roommate had said earlier, you know, like, you know. Who's here, by the way? He Mike, is here. What up, yeah, dude? Yeah. 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 We're all, we're all kind of looking off camera. We're like, oh, what's up, man? Shouts out. Yeah. Follow Michael B. Ray yeah. on IG. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, he's a baseball player and we do different things, right? And maybe, you know, if, yeah, if we were in the same thing with tennis and acting, you know, we might clash a little bit, you know, but we don't. But it's because, you know, we're constantly pushing each other in our respective fields. And that's something that I, you know, thoroughly appreciate and something that's something I've seen in my life that's been so cool because I work out at this place called Ultimate 48. And, you know, there's a lot of athletes that come through there, you know, they're getting ready for the NFL. You know, we got some stud college players and stuff like that. And I've developed friendships with some of these guys that are in the in the league now. And I think it's just a cool thing. Not because, you know, that they're killing it in their field, but we all have a common goal is to be the best that we can be in our respective fields. Yeah. Having that commonality between you and the people you surround yourself with, Mm -hmm. it's not, I do similarly in my life. I find that the byproduct of pushing each other just naturally occurs. Yeah. 
that's been my experience. I don't know if you can say that, but it's that's been how I've done it. How about yourself, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's learning experience, you know, and it's as we evolve, we gain more experience about what to look out for. Sometimes, you know, we trip over our own shoelaces and make the same mistake. And, you know, um, and we learn about people, I think, through having conversations and through, you know, rising above challenges that we encounter in our lives. And, and also, I guess, thinking about the professional that we want to be and then letting that dictate the decisions that we make. Because what I've found is a lot of times people with similar interests tend to hang out in similar places. You know, so if I go to the club instead of going to the gym, or if I go to the Beltline, and I use, I use that a couple of times already, um, instead of going to the acting class, if you will, well, what do you think you're going to expect on the patio, that sort of thing? So I think it's a lot of the environment that you put yourself in. And when you find people who you feel like, these people are awesome. It's okay to give certain people less of your time if they're not driving value in your life. You know, I feel like social media has connected us in a way where we can watch the lives of others and watch people evolve. But before that, I think we kind of had it in our mind that people that were in our life from upbringing or at certain points in our life, maybe we were low and they helped us out. I'm like, you know, even with a, a professional as an athlete, with what I do in marketing, I have to deliver results every single day. And my friendships and my personal relationships are no exception. The minute someone starts to prioritize their interests and influence my decisions in their dialogue and how they communicate, or maybe they're not motivated or focused in their life and it's evident, that's when you have to start looking at that again because we know that the power of having motivated people and having that right circle is one of those keys to success. So with your uniquely incredible professional experience, I'm pretty fascinated about the fact that you're acting and professional sports, it just that level of professionalism to me is, I guess, because um, for like a doctor, there's a very clean cut specific way. But for the human condition of, of building your body, we all have strengths and weaknesses. And I just, I'm pretty fascinated, like also like with your style um, as an actor, as you develop it, that you found, you're finding a lane and you're finding things that work for you that win. And with that professional experience, the social uh, media following that you've amassed for yourself, but being such an authentic person with an incredible work ethic, is there any final advice that you have for anybody that's listening out there that may be lost or maybe trying to do the same thing that you're doing and maybe just don't know where to start? Yeah, I mean, I know it may sound cliche, but I mean, just be yourself. People will like you for who you are, not who you're trying to be. You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to, to be someone that you're not, those people that have been with you since day one, they're going to start questioning you and be like, you're not who we thought you are. Because there's a difference between that and, you know, say if you're on the wrong path and you're trying to change your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. Exactly. So you have to be able to figure that out of, you know, am I changing into someone who's becoming a better version of me or am I changing into someone who's just trying to imitate someone else? Yeah. You know, for approval. Or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, whatever so, your goal happens. Yeah, to whatever be, it happens what to you're be. Trying to get out of it, yeah. yeah. That's that's absolutely awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us. I mean, I, I personally look forward to the next time we grab coffee. <laughs> I want this conversation to continue. You know, we also, as EJ was here earlier with Digital Dinosaur Co., who was helping us hook up all of our equipment here, connecting people with those like minds. And I feel like we're it's kind of like a new age of people who are taking that initiative and taking the technology and taking the perspective. I think now that we have more access 
access to more information in the palm of our hand, if even, than we ever had before, I think we're now kind of allowed to settle with all that a little bit and start thinking about, what do I really feel? You know, who am I? More people than ever before are communicating the fact that they're thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps people realize that we're not alone, that there are others like us out there. And connecting those people sometimes just it keeps the game fresh, you know? As we're building ourselves as professionals, as we're figuring it out as individuals, finding like-minded people um, and then coming together with common interests and, and trying to share a positive message. And also it empowers me to know that authenticity, work ethic, some of these things, finding the right personal professional relationships. I've known both of you guys less than a year and I can already say that you have a lot more mentally on the path of what I believe and what I look at than people I've known for 15 or 20 years that are just standing in their own way. In that sense, it is what it is. So I really, really appreciate you coming out. And we have one more thing. And, okay. and I mentioned this, Kill Cliff is a product sponsor of our Fit Club. You know, we got a Fit Club and we also have a partnership with Lifetime. And they hooked us up with their new drink, Ignite. And I thought, because you're into pro sports. Thanks, Jess. Ooh, and I thought everybody cool. might enjoy trying these out. Here, I'll take the cherry lime made. Yeah, which one you got? Cherry limeade. Cherry limeade. Yeah, Mike, you want to you want to try one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. You know what? Actually, I should probably I should probably try the other one. I don't know where my voice. Oh, I should try. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably just try. It. Let's see. Yeah, I'll try the fruit punch because I tried the other one. This is a really really cool company. It was actually started by uh, Navy Seal. They actually donate to charity. Um, proceeds going to uh, some of the amazing people that fight for our country. Thank and you. and um, this particular beverage has no sugar. Has 25 calories. It's chocked full of vitamins, and it is delicious. So why don't we just crack it open and see what everybody thinks? I'm I'm curious to know what, what our uh, team oh. here thinks too. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and it's ice cold. Oof. All right, let's see. Cheers. 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 Hey, to everybody's oh. health, wealth. Thanks for being here, Kev. Let's and uh, Kevatano on Instagram. If he doesn't have enough followers already, <laughs> uh, the, the people who are paying attention to the Think Tank better check this guy out because he knows his stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. Cheers, guys. Thank you guys for awesome. having me. Yeah, I oh, like wow. the fruit punch. Oh, mm. I do like the fruit punch. Yeah. Kev, how's the, uh, how's the cherry lemon? Oh, mm. that's solid. <laughs> that, solid? <laughs> that is a <laughs> nice little summer flavor. Yeah, this is on point, you know? Um, awesome. Wow. Thank you, Kill Cliff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I go to Lifetime. I know they have Kill Cliff at Lifetime, and um, this stuff is just absolutely awesome. So you can find it pretty much anywhere. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, is there anything else? No, man. Yeah. I think you killed it. Cool. Rather authentic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Thank you. absolutely. Super inspiring. And I, and like I said, I love to continue keep chatting and, uh, and keep hanging out and seeing what we can make of all this stuff that we're doing together. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining uh, us at The Think Tank. This is Brandon Akira. We'll see you next time. This is Ryan Dinning. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye, guys. Gratitude, hard work, patience. These are the keys. This is The Think Tank. Decisions you make and the mindset.